Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We've been mentioning this morning that the topic on the show today, allergies, seasonal allergies and the like. And we welcome your phone calls and text messages, as we always do. We'll give you that information coming up. But Dr. David Hilden, your host, is back. Uh, welcome back. Good to see you. I hope I had some nice time off. Thank you, Danny. It's it great busy, to be back. Though. It was, it busy. was busy. I was uh, I was in Southern California, and I'm exhausted still. You know, you can have too much. I had to come back to work to relax a little bit. <laughs> no, I, that happens a lot. Yeah. yeah, I was in San Diego for about four days at what's what's a national medical conference. You know, doctors have to stay current on the latest medical science, and so I went with about 8,000 other people to what's called the American College of Physicians, which is the internal medicine physician group. That was in San Diego, and so I, I learned a great deal uh, about uh, the latest medical advances. Mm. Then I went to L.A. to visit my daughter, and listeners, some listeners know that I have a daughter in Los Angeles. How's she doing? Uh, she's doing great. She's going to be uh, in her last semester at USC, University of Southern California, fight on. That's their slogan. It's kind of silly. Fight on, <laughs> and uh, and so it was great to see her. You know, when your uh, when your daughter turns twenty one, twenty two, like my kid is, she actually likes to see you again. You know, you know, other than like when they're sixteen, unlike earlier years. I mean, when they're sixteen, it's like, Dad, what yeah. are you doing here? Now she invites us out there, and that's she cool. she got us back, you know, tickets to Dancing with the Stars. How about that? So that's the silliest show thing business. in the world is me at a dancing show. <laughs> so it was really fun. It's good to be back. I'm working this week. So as soon as I'm done here in the in the studio, I'll go the five blocks away to HCMC and uh, work with my resident team. I'm working with a team of residents to care for patients. So mm-hmm. they're there probably already working. My team of residents, Matt and Deepthi and Dan and Bill and Neil, they're my team. They're all there working hard. Hi, guys. They're probably not listening, but hi, guys. And, and I'll go back and, and work straight from here. Well, you brought another colleague with you today that's I been did. on the show before. Yeah, John Sweet's here, my good friend John uh, that I've known for many years. I won't say how many because it'll age us both. But uh, John's my, my friend from medical school way back when. And uh, he and I used to sit next to each other in class and uh, pay – Wrapped attention to the lecturers. And, sure you did. Yeah, of course we did. And John's an allergist. And uh, fortunately, uh, he's been on the show a number of times. He's a repeat uh, guest. He's hosted the show. He uh, um, knows everything there is to know about allergy. Thanks for coming back, John. <laughs> I'll try to deliver. Glad to be here. <laughs> I, I have to set him up, um, everything, everything there is to know. He is actually an outstanding allergist. And, and there's, there's allergy issues year-round, but somehow or other we tend to do it a lot in the springtime. Um, I think seasonal allergies um, kind of prompt us to, to want to talk about allergies. I know I was sneezing constantly. Just constantly yesterday, John. Is yes. is it is is it too early to be sneezing? Is is this my allergies again? This is it. This is the this is when it all starts. It's been around. You probably noticed some symptoms starting about maybe two weeks ago. That's about right. If you're a tree pollen sufferer, a lot of patients actually, or a lot of people, started having symptoms last month when the snow melted. That was a sign of the mold allergies. If you have those, are mold, do molds come first? Molds come first, tend to be when the snow melts and it's about mm. 45 degrees or higher, then the molds on the ground start getting released. And you might notice it more on dry, windy days, particularly 
you'll start reacting. Early spring, late fall, that's when we start thinking about molds, uh, particularly outdoor molds. So I think I was told and, and you know, many years ago by uh, my, um, my allergist, he was a pediatric guy uh, um, out, out near Southdale, that I had year-round type of allergies. But I definitely noticed things are getting worse. So are there people who have, have allergy problems year-round? Oh, yeah. You've, you know, we call perennial uh, allergy sufferers or uh, year-long sufferers. And those tend to be uh, common indoor allergens we tend to think about. Dust mites, a uh, big one. Well, That's I think a, that was maybe me. Yeah, it was maybe you. Then we got pet allergies you always have to consider. Or if your house has any water damage or mold. Or maybe your bedding if you're allergic to feathers and your pillows or your or your blankets, for, for example. All those things can be uh, perennial allergen sufferers. And I always ask my patients, how do you feel when you wake in the morning? What Are you congested? Do you have sinus headaches? Yes. Do you have yeah. pressure, a lot of drainage at that point? Yeah. And then we have to start <laughs> – exactly. I'm checking you, every one of those. Then yes. we have to start thinking about indoor allergies as a potential cause. Because you've been sleeping and you're yeah. inside. Yeah. Sleeping with in your nose next to something uh, for eight hours. You know, good grief. Yeah. So um, before we get to – and we're going we're gonna to welcome uh, listener calls. There, are, there were – three or four or five text messages before we even went on the air today. So there's going to be a lot of listener interest in, so we're going to take their calls. But before we even do that, mm-hmm. could you kind of lay the groundwork just a teeny bit for us? Why does dust and mold and trees, those are all things in the environment. Why do they cause allergies for some people? Well, a lot of patients come to me with, with the allergy symptoms when we think about, uh, like I said, sinus congestion, drainage, itchy, watery eyes, frequent sneezing, all these things. And they think, oh, I have such a weak immune system. And I have to uh, educate them a little bit. It's actually the opposite. You have a very overactive immune system. Your immune system and it's, uh, is reacting to things it should ignore. And, and we tend to see it more in uh, westernized uh, industrial societies. And think of it as you have a... Um, we don't have to fight off parasites. We don't have to fight off infections as often. Um, and we live in very hype, relatively hyper-clean environments. And so the immune system gets bored and starts looking for something to do. And for a certain percentage of the population, maybe uh, probably uh, they say about th- two out of five uh, people, uh, the estimates are around there, that have allergies. And that's the immune system reacting to things it should ignore. Just the, normal stuff in the environment. Just normal stuff. Around. It starts reacting to Dander, animal dander, little skin flakes that come off, you know, dust, pollens, molds, um, all sorts of things. And then as a result, the body has, starts having an adverse reaction or a strong immune response, inflammatory response. And all that, that sneezing, all that itching, all that uh, drainage down your throat or uh, watery eyes, your body is trying to actually get rid of it. It's trying to expel that mm. allergen out. And people without allergies, they're exposed to the exact same thing and nothing happens. Their body knows to ignore these things. So aller- people with allergies, you're overachievers. Exactly. You're overachievers. It's not that you're weak. You're strong. Yes. Too strong. <laughs> you're, you're too strong. Because it's true that, you know, that your immune system, that it's got, it serves a vital function you know, mm-hmm. to ward off invaders and nasty things in the air. And it's just a little confused in this case. Or, you know. Yeah. I love that. I've never heard that before. It's bored. It's like it sees a little pollen. That's not right. Let's get rid of that. Yeah. And, and things we found, uh, the studies that show that children born into homes with uh, cats or dogs are actually even better. Children born on, uh, raised on farms and the, actually more... Uh, uh, bacteria we can find uh, in their bed 
that from animals, um, the less likely they're to develop allergic diseases. Right. There's actually a protective uh, effect there in that you're training the immune system what the natural world is from an early age. So let me see if I get this right. So kids growing up on a farm or whatever, there's animals, there's livestock, Mm -hmm. and there's all that going out. They're exposed to these allergens, Mm -hmm. this stuff from the bacteria and toxins. Yeah, And and their body just... Learns that this is okay. Training the immune system. This is what the natural world looks like. This is okay. Ignore it. It also distracts the immune system. I love that. I remember we had a classmate. I can't think of his name back in med school. Um, he he always said, you know, he he had a problem with with uh, antimicrobial soaps because he said we're not challenging our immune systems. Now there are problems with antimicrobial soaps. We don't like those anymore. They're mm-hmm. gone. We shouldn't be using those. But but he he was onto that same kind of thing that we need to challenge our immune system. Exactly. It's you know let the the phrase is you know let them eat dirt. Yeah. You know the five second rule of the food on the floor. Maybe it should be fifteen second. Oh, that's oh that's an interesting. So it, it, does that work even later in life, or is it after you're five years old? Is your immune system sort of already trained? You know, it's that that's so. A Denny real... and I go home and start eating some. Dirt. That's a really good question. I, you know, I. It, it appears like there's a narrow window of of opportunity training the immune system, and that's gets to uh, a narrow window of training the immune system for this to work. But otherwise, the horse gets out of the barn, and then it's a bit too late. But uh, uh, we can re- talk a bit later about the about food allergies and how early, early childhood exposure actually can be protective and preventing. I actually do want to do that because yeah. um, uh, that comes up so often and there's already some text messages with that. Um, a couple things before we um, um, hit the phone lines. I do want to remind people about the blog that goes along with the show. It's called MyHealthyMatters.org. I encourage you to go. Go today. Go right now. Go tomorrow. Um, just type myhealthymatters.org in your, in your web browser, and you'll pull up the site. And specifically related to this show, I had a couple of posts back in 2016 about allergies. I got pictures of John Sweet up there. I did a, one post about peanut allergies, which we're going to be talking about later today. I did another post about seasonal allergies about, about a year ago. They're still relevant. Go to myhealthymatters.org. Just in the search block, type allergies, and it'll pull up every post I've ever done about allergies. Second thing, you can always tweet your questions. John and I will answer them live on the show if you do that. The Twitter account is Dr. David Hilden. Tweet me a question. We'll answer it live here on the air. All right, and you can call in your questions, too, or send a text. Our phone number is 651-989-9226. And our text number is 81807. As Dr. Hilden said, we already have a bunch of those text messages. We'll get to both the calls and the texts and other questions here on Healthy Matters. In the Twin Cities, we're going to do a quick break here on CCO. Uh, it's 55 degrees going for 65 to 70. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. Allergies, that's the topic today on the show. Welcoming your questions via phone or text or tweets, 651-989-9226. And our text number here on CCO is 81807. Uh, doctors, where do you want to go from here? We've got uh, texters and callers. We have on. a lot of calls and questions. Yeah. Maybe we should get to that. We're talking to my friend, Dr. John Sweet. He's an allergist at HCMC with me. I do want to point out one other kind of housekeeping thing. HCMC is opening up the newest clinic in Minnesota. It's in later in April. It's in the North Loop in downtown Minneapolis. That's over what we what I call the warehouse district over by Target Field. It's right on Washington Avenue. The HCMC North Loop Clinic opens up later this month. It's at 800 North Washington Avenue in the Tractor Works building. 
um, down by where all the cool hip restaurants are there. Well, John Sweet's going to be seeing allergy patients there. We have dermatology, primary care, and allergy. And I'm telling you, if you have some allergies, this is a nice, nice facility. It is state-of-the-art clinic. You're going to be, not, you're going to have your socks knocked off. It is just a beautiful clinic in the North Loop in a beautiful old building. It's kind of right up my alley. I just love this stuff. And Dr. Sweet is going to be there seeing allergy. Um, to get in to see him at 612-873-6963. Maybe Golden Valley's uh, more convenient. Well, Dr. Sweet's at Golden Valley as well. He is at our Golden Valley Clinic, which is right there on Highway 100 next to the Bun- Lunds and Byerly store on mm-hmm. Duluth and 100. He's also at our downtown campus in our Parkside building. Three locations to see Dr. Sweet, 612-873-6963 to get in to see him. And look for the new North Loop Clinic later this month. I'll be at the ribbon cutting ceremony. Oh. It's going to be awesome. John, you willing to go to the phones? Bring it We're on. going to talk a little bit later about asthma, a little bit later about peanut allergies after the top of the sure. hour. So, But for now, let's go to the phones. Bob in Minneapolis is first up here. Bob, the doctors are listening. Um, hi. I'm 76 years old, and I started having serious allergy problems about a month ago for the first time in my life. I was wondering, is this normal? Uh, second question is I did have a blood test to find out what I'm allergic to, and I'm wondering what's the likelihood that the blood test will tell me what I want to know so that I can avoid that skin test deal. Okay, good question. Well, that's actually, I'm well, sir, I I get that a lot. Um, I see a lot of patients, they come in and they say, why now? I never had allergies when I was a child. Now I'm an adult. Now they're starting, and I see that from all ranges, from People in their 30s, 50s, 60s, 70s. My oldest patient is about 92. Uh, so, yes, allergies persist. We were falsely taught or believed long ago that, oh, once you get older, allergies die off or wear it's a kid's off. thing. You'll grow out of it. Exactly. No, actually one out of five kids outgrows it. Four out of five don't. I know. That's what you kind of think. Yes. Is that that's what happens. But, yes, allergies can start later in life, and sometimes we have to uh, – do a little uh, review of your exposures. Is there a new pet in the home or a new animal in your life? Is there some changes to your home environment? Has there been water damage? or um, All these things. We have to try to figure out the culprit. But uh, to get more specific, you asked if blood tests can do this. Yes, they, they can be revealing. However, um, as I tell every patient, every test has a false positive and a false negative rate. And too often I see these tests um, sometimes overdiagnose things or they're maybe trace positive. They're not very strongly positive, but uh, they say you're allergic to, you know, 10, 12, 20 different things when in reality that's just, uh, it's not a sign of allergy, but just uh, that your body just has seen it, but not necessarily reacting to it. Uh, Other times they can be false negative in that the blood tests will say, no, you're allergic to nothing, but clearly the history, clearly the exam, clearly is a sign of of allergies. And sometimes the more sensitive test, the skin test can can identify what it is, and it's really uh, a harmless test. It's no, now Bob brought that up. He says yeah. I, he doesn't really interested in the skin test. I've had it done. Yeah. It isn't the most fun in the world. It, I I agree with you there, and I've had it done. I've been through it myself, and it's it. And, uh, it's a, we often we often call them scratch tests. Yeah, describe it for people if you would. What 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 do they what do you do? Well, actually, test? we're we're using the skin as a surrogate marker, as a uh, as another way of identifying the body's sensitivity to what's happening inside 
the eyes, the nose, the sinuses, the lungs, let's say. And we, we take these purified little extracts, these little bits of protein of these uh, different things that we can find in the environment when we're doing environmental allergy testing. Put them, place them on the skin and just scratch them through the skin. No blood uh, is involved there. And we, and we wait approximately 15, 20 minutes looking for a little reaction that looks something like a mosquito bite. And if the body reacts, it has a strong little itchy red response. We can say, aha, that's, that's one of the things you're sensitive to. And, and it's really uh, a very quick test. We can get the answer uh, quite rapidly on multiple allergens. And it's, I've had three-year-olds do it without a single tear. So I think it, I cried though. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I hang out to put you in a coma. I'm totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I think you gave me a triple dose. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, that's very interesting because I don't. Th- I haven't heard as much about getting blood tests. I've heard much more about the skin test. Blood tests can be done, but they have to be interpreted in the right context. It's not one of those things where you just do willy nilly or. Broadly, because too often I have patients come to me with a long list of test, blood test results and asking me to help decipher them, well, how accurate they are. Got it. All right, let's go back to the phones, and then we'll pick up on some text messages. Uh, David in Minneapolis has been waiting. David, go ahead, please. Uh, yes, um, I have uh, an allergy, severe allergy to beefing, and I was told by my pharmacy that AbiPen once again was recalled. Do you know when and if the new batch is okay? The EpiPen problem. Were on that? Ah, yeah. Good. Very good question. Uh, uh, you're, uh, David, sorry to hear that uh, uh, you do have what we call a venom allergy. And these can be quite strong and potentially lethal in some people. Um, and when you are stung, there are actually five types of stinging insects. There's honeybee, there's wasp, yellow jacket, uh, yellow-faced hornet, and white-faced hornet uh, here in the Midwest that we're concerned about. And if, if you're allergic to one or, or uh, a couple of those, it potentially could be a very strong allergic reaction that could cause the airway to close or set off asthma symptoms if you already have asthma. Um, and so in, a, in an emergency, to help stop that reaction, we use EpiPens, and that is an in- auto-injector of adrenaline that, that someone places into the side of their thigh, and it can help stop that reaction. And just recently, just within the past couple of weeks, the manufacturer of EpiPens um, had a voluntary recall. There's a certain batch uh, of them that uh, uh, that uh, the medicine was not being discharged uh, uh, as planned, and so you I'm sure you can go to their website and uh, you could cross check the serial number uh, that you have on your EpiPens and see if that corresponds uh, with the ones that were being recalled. But the ones being delivered now are are post recall. They should right. be okay. They should be screened and and work properly. Okay, so we have we have a minute or two before the break? yes. All right. Um, what about um, what non-prescription things can you do to keep allergies away? This ah, is from yeah. a text message. Yeah, we put that under the heading of allergy avoidance and allergy abatement. If you have seasonal allergies, good idea. Keep the windows closed. It's very tempting to open up the windows, but don't let the outside in. We opened them up for the first time yesterday. It was Ex- beautiful. Exactly. And, it, 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 you know, it, all within reason. Don't do it in your bedroom. If mm-hmm. that's where you're going to sleep six, eight hours of your day, don't, don't bring window. pollens in. Um, shower. Shower before bed. 
to wash those pollens off. Pollens are actually very, very sticky, and they're going to stick to your hair. They're going to stick to your hair products oh. you have in. And so you don't want that in your bed, and that can make an enormous difference. What about carpet? Is that a bad thing? Carpet is an enormous magnet for, uh, for all sorts of allergens, whether dust, pet dander, pollens. If you, can, if you can remove that from your bedroom, that is ideal. I- you want hard surfaces that can I don't have to vacuum, clean. do I? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to get crazy here, are we? Maybe that, removing the carpet's better than vacuuming. We have more to talk about after the break. Uh, we have a break, I And think. we'll pick up on some text messages, too. In fact, in that note, as we head to the break, we received an email from a listener who says they always come in from outside and shower, wash their hair because it gets on the blanket. They don't hang up their clothes outside, et cetera, et cetera. We'll have more and answer your allergy questions coming up here on Healthy Matters. 55 degrees here on WCC Overcast. Could get some maybe severe weather later on. Stay tuned. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. We're talking about allergies today, welcoming your phone calls and text messages. And uh, for those uh, that are joining us a little bit late, uh, let's uh, hear who you brought with today. Thanks, Danny. Good morning to one and all. I have Dr. John Sweet. He is an allergist at HCMC, practicing at uh, three locations in our healthcare system, one of them in downtown Minneapolis at our Parkside Clinic, the second out at our Golden Valley Clinic. And then starting later this month, he will be seeing allergy patients um, at our brand spanking new North Loop Clinic in the Warehouse District of downtown Minneapolis. That's the one you're going to want to go to that clinic. Um, So we have Dr. John Sweet talking about allergies. Um, Thanks for being here again, John. Glad to be here. I'll dispense with more introductions because we have a lot to talk about. Um, We're going to go to the text lines, and there's a couple texts um, about asthma. And so maybe we could talk a little bit about asthma. First of all, maybe you could tell us what the heck it is. But then I can, um, we can answer this question about, uh, from the text line, which says, I have asthma and I get eczema flare-ups when my allergies kick in around this time of the year. Would allergy shots help with this? Okay. So let's tackle asthma a little bit. Okay. So asthma, that's when the lungs start to react to th- uh, strongly to things that uh, are inhaled into the lungs. And it, it's an inflammatory process, meaning the body starts reacting to the these things causing inflammation in the airways, which causes a lot of swelling, a lot of mucus production, and it causes the muscles uh, wrapped around the airways to start to spasm. And, that, and people can start to experience recurrent cough or a little bit of wheeze or chest tightness. And it, sometimes these symptoms can come on very suddenly where we call them asthma attacks. And it can be uh, people often have to use what we call rescue inhalers or albuterol inhalers to stop that. Sometimes it can be a, a smoldering condition where it's just chronic, where it's occurring uh, every day or several days a week. And when that happens, we start to talk about using daily controller medicines to help reduce that inflammation, calm down those spasms within the lungs. And that's when people start using inhaled steroids or we, these long-acting bronchodilators, um, which can be very effective. And so some allergy sufferers, their allergies will trigger their asthma. And I always talk to them about, think of it as one airway. That's the unified airway hypothesis. Think of the nose as the beginning of the airway and the lungs at the end. And whatever makes the nose worse, the lungs will often follow. It's all connected. Bad allergies in the nose, here comes cough and wheeze. Mm. Bad cold or virus in the nose, uh, infections there, here comes cough and wheeze. And the nose can be a good barometer of what's about to happen in the lungs for someone with asthma. And so the question was, uh, 
uh, this pa- this person was noticing that their asthma, as well as their eczema, flares in the spring and the summer. And do allergy shots help? And it, they sure do. Absolutely. They're one a very uh, strong response uh, will occur with patients receiving allergy shots. When it's done correctly and done safely, it can actually reduce the lung's response um, uh, to the aeroallergens. Do you do allergy shots at your clinics? Absolutely. We, it's a, I always say think of the medicines you, you take for allergies or for asthma, the antihistamines, the nasal sprays, the inhaled steroids. Think of those as treating the symptoms. And allergy shots treat the cause. They teach the body to not react to these things. We, we slowly desensitize the body, teach the body to tolerate these things. So when it is exposed, the eyes, nose, lungs don't react. Very often, too, we can see the skin often improve if there's an allergic component. So has eczema an, got an allergy component to it? In part, yeah. Part of it is a, it's a skin barrier defect. They lose a lot of oil and water out of the skin that leads to very dry skin. And then if you have a now that skin is open, if you have an inappropriate immune response, the skin can start to react to these things, whether it's indoor allergens like pet dander or dust mites or seasonal allergens. The skin can become quite red and inflamed. And with allergy shots, if we can calm down that inappropriate immune response, then uh, eczema as well as allergies and asthma can improve. Sounds like that texture has that trifecta of aller- yes, allergies yes. and eczema and asthma. The package a, deal. You yep. mentioned in there the unified airway theory. You talked about no symptoms and lung mm-hmm. symptoms. Earlier, um, before we went on the air, this text came in from a listener that said, explain the symptoms of allergies versus sinus problems. How can you tell the difference, I guess? Well, with... Oh, that's a good question. Well, first, if we take all adults with uh, recurrent sinus infections or sinus symptoms, two-thirds of them have allergies. And allergies can be driving those sinus symptoms. But when we think about a sinus infection, it's very acute or abrupt onset, maybe over days, and then it's this... uh, You'll start to have what we call purulent or yellow nasal discharge in some cases or uh, recurrent sinus pressure, uh, uh, misperceived... Uh, pain in the upper teeth, uh, sometimes fever, uh, and these things are short-lived. And they, uh, and if it gets severe enough, uh, if there's a bacterial component, uh, antibiotics will resolve that. But allergies will not get better with antibiotics. But if there's a recurrent pattern to this, we have to ask: Are allergies contributing to the, those recurrent infections? All right, let's go back to the phone. Cindy has been waiting in Andover to ask the question. Go ahead, Cindy. Yes, uh, I've been doing lap swimming for um, probably about forty years. And it's just this spring, I seem to, every time I go swimming, uh, my nose and my head fills up for about two days. And I really hate the idea of not being able to do my exercise. It's very, <laughs> very uncomfortable and inconvenient, but I'm, I seem well. Hey, Cindy, does it get well. better? I mean, uh, uh, you swim year-round. Is it always present? Uh, this has never happened before this spring. Usually I used to have maybe just a little bit of um, runny nose, and then it would go away, right away. But now it's for two days. Well, that um, that is a whole host of uh, things we could dive into the cause. I wonder if there's... Some... Oh, is that intended? She's talking about swimming, diving into... Yes, I wonder if there's some. Uh... <laughs> so, so, Very good. So it's interesting. She's having new symptoms, nasally symptoms. I, I wonder if it's even if it's just a, a virus or something. I yes, you have to wonder if there's a viral component, infectious component, or uh, are we getting? Uh, is we have to ask ourselves the cause and effect. It was something already there um, before the swimming started. Was the increased in uh, 
pressure getting into into the water or something's already blocked that it's not getting a sensation? Is there uh, f- water getting into the sinus passages and not uh, getting expelled? Yeah. I would imagine there are molds in swimming pools and the likes, but she would have had – I mean in the locker rooms and the like. Um, I, I would assume this is indoor swimming. We're right, talking yeah, at the well, moment right here. Gosh, I hope so. Otherwise, uh, Cindy, you're probably in a wetsuit there. But, but she would have had symptoms – Probably she's been doing this for forty years, so she probably would have had symptoms. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would definitely uh, pay close attention to this. I wonder if uh, nasal decongestants might be the way to start. Try to uh, narrow the swelling within the sinus passages, allow drainage there. Uh, even some irrigating the sinuses can help. But typically, if you have some nasal symptoms for a couple of days, that's okay. If you're yes. still having symptoms in ten days or two weeks, maybe then have it looked at. Exactly, that's what I'd suggest, Cindy. Thank you for your call. All right, I tell you what, let's uh, do a quick break here and be right back with more allergies. Is the topic today here on the show in the Twin Cities? Our CCO temperature reading fifty-four degrees. And welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Centers. Healthy Matters, we're talking about uh, allergies today, and uh, boy, do we have a lot of uh, we do have calls a lot, and a Danny. lot of text messages, Doctor. we got two more topics I'd like to cover, peanut allergies um, and then cat and, and, and pet ones. So and the reason about peanut allergies, if you want to know more about that, I do encourage you to go to the blog site. Go to your web browser. Do it now. Do it this afternoon. Go to myhealthymatters.org. We do have a blog post about both seasonal allergies and peanut allergies myhealthymatters.org, just in the search bar, type allergies, and it'll pull up those posts because they're from 2016, myhealthymatters.org, for more information about all of this. But, John, peanut allergies, what is the latest about exposing your young children, your toddlers, your infants to peanuts to avoid allergies in the future? Yeah, that's that's fascinating. It's turned our knowledge about food allergies on its head. Before, the, the theory was, well, if you're allergic to the food, keep away from it. Or, keep, or if you have allergies, you have eczema as an infant, like restrict the diet. Uh, hide, hide the child away from the peanut. Yeah, and the don't let them get anywhere don't near Don't let them get anywhere near because exposure might lead to a food allergy. That's what it. we used to yeah, think. Yeah, that was our beginning. Now it's turned on its head. And it was, it's called uh, the LEAP study, Learning Early About Peanut. Uh, this fascinating study that was first based on some epidemiological studies that these Children that were actually being fed uh, little bits of peanut snacks at a very young age, before age one, were less likely to develop peanut. And they actually confirmed this, that between the ages of uh, four four to uh, 11 months, if a child with uh, eczema or uh, already existing egg allergy, if they're given these tiny amounts of peanut uh, during that window of opportunity, they are... 80% 80% less likely to develop peanut allergy when they're That's older. That's significant. That is enormous. That is fabulous. So actually exposing a young child, infant, to appropriate food, not giving them peanut directly, but giving yeah, them peanut giving protein. Them straight out of the jar, peanuts. Cl- clearly they're not able to chew or swallow it uh, correctly. What is it, a little loose peanut butter or some kind? It's actually these, uh, uh, these little uh, little snacks called bomba uh, snacks. Bomba snacks? It's actually, in my opinion, they look like little uh, uh, peanut-flavored Cheetos, and they dissolve <laughs> in the mouth ah. uh, so that young infant is able to – it's very common in Europe and uh, and. and such these little t- snacks that are able to have just about enough peanut protein in them 
that when the child eats them, uh, they actually, with uh, servings two, three days a week, they're less likely to develop penile allergy. It's, now, it's, it's like what we were talking about earlier. Exactly. You, know, the, you teach the body that this is not something to be afraid of. Exactly. Now, this is not for someone who already has a peanut allergy. Ah. This is not the case. This is for someone who's at risk for developing Ooh, a peanut allergy. Key point. Infants with severe, moderate to severe eczema and or uh, egg allergies. But shouldn't like any parent, I've got a five-month-old, I'm introducing mm-hmm foods and you're just starting to introduce foods there right. um, it, it seems reasonable to me it's, to introduce peanut yeah we say uh, it's uh, if it's age appropriate uh, uh, in your, your uh, cultural norms or your, your household eating habits uh, it, it's you don't have to worry about in, in inducing a food allergy. you don't have to that's yeah. fascinating and again for more on that go to myhealthymatters.org search for allergies and I've got a lot more about the peanut allergy okay a texter wrote this and I want to use this to talk about pet Allergies, if you could. Here's from the texter. My daughter-in-law is allergic to cats, and I have cats. So it's been three years since she has been in our house. Allergies really affect our our lives. We have a five-year-old granddaughter. My son has to give her a bath soon so they get home before my mom can hug her. My daughter-in-law takes Claritin, but nothing helps. I want to have my family together. What can we do? So pets. Oh, that is probably one of of the top reasons patients come to me. They're allergic to their pets or they're allergic to a family member's pet and I have, I'll be honest, self-disclosure, I've lived through that myself. I mm. have a dog allergy, or I did have one. You have dogs. And I have dogs. I love dogs. I, I love my dogs. Dog. And, I, and often there's a tearful moment when I diagnose my patients and said, you, yes, guess what? You're allergic to your pet. That's a No one's getting problem. rid of their dog. I'm ever. You they will, have, have you ever had a patient say, oh, sure. No. I'll just they, get rid of my, my dog or my they, cat. They will get rid of the allergist first. They'll get rid yeah. of their spouse first. <laughs> yeah, no. they'll get rid of the allergist before they get rid of their dog or their cat. No, no. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I say there's ideal and then there's reality. And uh, we say, well, one, try to uh, let's focus on what we can change at home. Okay? If the pet's going to stay, you know, restrict the pet. Uh, if you're living with one, don't let it in the bedroom. That again, this, uh, you hear this the third time I'm saying this. Want that an allergy-free environment as best you can. Um, if you're around the pet, wash yourself off. Change your clothing before you with it. Get a HEPA air filter. Pull those allergen particles out of the air. Um, if that's not enough, you continue to have symptoms or they cause severe symptoms. We then we talk about allergy shots. They can be very, very effective in reducing symptoms. Do over-the-counter antihistamines help you, for this situation? Pre-dosing with a with an antihistamine before exposure can be very helpful. But um, if if it's if the pet's significant part of the life, consider allergy shots or desensitization. It can be very effective. What about? Um there's a other kind of couple other texters that I'm going to paraphrase about over the counter de, um, not decongestants allergy shot or allergy pills antihistamines are they all okay um, are they all equivalent is is the the Zyrtex and the Allegra's and the Claritin's those are brand names for right. loratadine and cetirizine are they yes. all effective those are all uh, most recent generations of antihistamines that are supposed to be non sedating but a small percentage of people will become uh, sedated or sleepy when they take them. But yes, uh, they are effective, but they're best uh, used as preventive medicine. If this is your allergy season or if your grass allergy season is about to start, we say start those medicines one to two weeks before your allergy symptoms typically start. I need to get on it. I need to get on it every day. We are out of time. Um, John, as always, thanks Mm -hmm. for being here. John's my uh, reliable friend and expert. I learn something every week. Every time we do an allergy show, if you want more information, and including pictures of John, um, <laughs> he, he won't like that, um, uh, go to myhealthymatters.org, search for allergies for old posts and 
post about allergies that I will do in the coming weeks. That's myhealthymatters.org. The site is exploding. We have loads of people, thousands of people do that. You can get um, links to podcasts of the shows um, there as well, so you can listen to old Healthy Matters broadcasts. That's at myhealthymatters.org. And look for him to start up in the new North Loop Clinic. I'll talk about it more next week, but it's later this month. And if you'd like to have an appointment with If you need an appointment with John or a primary care doctor, 612-873-6963, 612-873-MYMD. Very good. We'll be back next week. Open line show here on Healthy Matters. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 